Aloha. Welcome to this new episode of Pacific Leaders Today, a podcast from the East-West Center dedicated to young leaders from the Pacific. This portion of the series focuses on alumni of the Pacific Island Leadership Program, an East-West Center program that seeks to build leaders dedicated to shaping the future prosperity of the Pacific region by taking informed and effective action and is founded by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the Republic of China, Taiwan. I'm your host, Philip, and today I'm having a conversation with Lillian Keneha from Papua New Guinea. Lillian is a former journalist and now communication officer for an NGO. As a journalist for most of her career, Lillian shares with us the main issues that she's been covering along the year and how, despite those issues, there's still hope to build a greater Pacific region because of its people, the richness of its diversity, but also more simply, by being ourselves those examples of positive changes for others. Lilian, aloha. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking some time uh, to talk with me. Uh, my first question uh, is, is about you. Where do you come from and uh, what are you doing in your life uh, at the moment? Okay, well, I am from Guinea and it's a small island nation at north of Australia. A lot of people get confused where it is. <laughs> so yeah, just to explain it a bit. Um, but right now, I was formerly with uh, MTV, which is one of Papua New Guinea's um, reputable t television stations. I worked as a journalist and news producer. Um, just recently, I have moved across to becoming a communications officer with Save the Children. So now I work with them. Uh, we cover a lot of programs with education and how to um, help children to learn better. Yeah, that's so that's what I'm, a bit of what I'm doing now in Papua New Guinea. And I live in Port Moresby. Okay, so you're doing those two at the same time? Is that uh, is that what I understood? Um, actually, no longer with the television. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, but um, recently I've been doing a lot of writing for an environment website. So mm -hmm. I'm part of the fellowship in that program. So I, I write a lot of stories about environment and solutions journalism with One Earth. But yeah, um. My job is right now a communications officer. Mm -hmm. I'm fully engaged with Save the Children in Papua New Guinea. All right. Quite an important job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a lot, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, so, Lillian, you are a former participant of the Pacific Island Leadership Program uh, run by East West Center and funded by the government of Taiwan. Can you tell me why did you decide to participate uh, to this program and how did it uh, impact you eventually? Um, I just wanted to have a better network. A journalist, you want to have a lot of friends and you want to mm -hmm. grow your network. So that was one really important thing that I um, saw about that. It was also about personal development. There were so many things about my personal life that I wanted to develop and understand more. So I applied for the program and yeah, mm -hmm. it really changed my life. I'm so glad I went on the program, uh, learning how to do public speaking in front of big crowds, um, talking to ambassadors in different countries and just meeting different people uh, like doctors from doctors, doctors to, you know, students and um, just my own colleagues and traveling to different places was a real big eye, eye opener for me. 
I'm just seeing the world in a different, completely different perspective. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really changed my life, helped me to become a better person. I mean, gaining more confidence in myself, believing more in myself. And that's one thing that has really, really changed my life. Like when I returned, I was a completely different person. <laughs> yeah. In, in, and in I understood. Po- in what way can you like have, like give me maybe something specific on how you changed so much? Well, I would say about leadership. Um, when I went on the program, I began to understand different parts of like how to come out of the big problems and just go look in from the balcony Um, there were different tactics we learned um, communicating with people understanding how different people had different characters and getting along with all these people with different personalities so when I learned that um, when I returned I was quickly promoted to becoming a news producer and my bosses entrusted me with practically everything and they they would go off and I would be running practically the newsroom Um, which I didn't think I could do. But, you know, after coming back from the program, I had gained so much confidence in myself. Mm -hmm. I could just do it. Yeah. So like one of the biggest things I did was um, producing news for the, when our founding father, Sir Michael passed away. Mm. My boss was like, you just run news and she'll focus on the live stream. And it was chaotic. And I had to do so many short decisions within minutes because everything depended on it. But I learned everything through how to, you know, go about things in mm-hmm. during the program itself. And that's what changed my life. Like I could make decisions and know that I was doing the right thing without hesitating at all. Nice. And and would you say that your recent change in, in your professional life was also a consequence of you being part of PILP or was it already something in your mind before? Um, it was part of my plan. Like I, I really decided and when I went on the program, I looked at what I wanted with my life. And there were so many different options that I drew out in a plan. But I think... Um, communication specialist has always been one of the things I really saw my strength in and going on the program really brought that out Mm. um yeah so when I came back after a couple more months of experience in the media mainstream I applied out just for a different feel of things and just to get onto my career path of what I really want to do in achieving what I (laughs) planned out yeah nice and so as of today, after a few years uh, since you came back from the program, uh, would you describe yourself as a leader? You said that you led the whole uh, newsroom, like you took charge of things. So do you describe yourself now as a, as a, as a leader? And if so, why? Yeah, I mean, I, I, just, I, I see myself as a leader. I mean, all the responsibility is on your hands. You take responsibility with confidence. And not only that, it's about empowering other people to And I see a lot of people look up to me as a leader because in the newsroom, I made sure I trained other people with what I knew and make sure I saw them grow in areas, like different areas. Um, Like if I produced, I didn't want to be the only one knowing how to do it. Everyone who wants to learn needs to know because I won't always be there. So yeah, those are some things I've seen. And I have seen my peers, you know, these are younger journalists coming in, but they have a lot of respect because they they see you as someone they can look up to and trust. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And and that type of leader that you just described, you are, um, 
who's empowering others and helping others become leaders, uh, basically. Uh, do you think it's uh, very important to have in our region and maybe in your in your field of journalism, like for as we build the future of the Pacific, do we need more leaders? Do we need more people who empower others like you? Yes, definitely. I mean, we're not always going to be around and things change. People, you know, anything can happen. But we need to train people to have the same kind of DNA. Like if you're really good in one area, you want someone else to be to, to replicate the same thing. And if they can do just as good as you, then let them shine and you can go on and find other people to help push up. So many people don't believe in themselves. They um, they struggle with confidence. But you know, if you're that person who does that for someone. They will always see you as, you know, a step, I mean, someone who has helped them push forward and someone who has um, given them that platform to become who they are today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really think that that's how every leader should think. You know, we don't we don't want to be the only ones, all the knowledge and everything and be the ones always forefront. You know, someone else, we need to train others to become exactly like we are. And, you know, they'll all be different. Everyone's different. But at least, you know, when you're not there, things are still running and they're yeah. still going. <laughs> it's building autonomy uh, for other people to be yeah. able to take charge. Yeah. yeah. And as, as a journalist, obviously, you had the opportunity to cover a lot of uh, issues that are happening in the region, in PNG, but also in the in the broader Pacific region. Uh, from your perspective, uh, what do you think are the most critical issues that we are living in right now in the region and that require that type of leadership we just talked about? Ooh, a really tough question. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess right now in, in Papua New Guinea, I can say... Um, <laughs> We struggle with a lot of corruption, and uh, that's one thing that is really causing, I mean, the is just, I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, it happens in the news all the time, and we just need people who are honest and who, who are, you know, leaders who do what they say. It's not like they say something out on the media and tell the people, then they go into an another thing at the back and it's just ruining people's trust and confidence in their leadership yeah so i mean that's one big thing that i see we're trying to fight is corruption Mm. and having people we can trust in the leadership like right now i can see a lot of people in my country they don't trust the leaders they don't believe anything they say and it has to do with covid you know there's so many different misinformation all these things are happening and nobody knows who to trust anymore no and i was i was thinking uh, uh talking about that and and knowing that is it is indeed like an important issue and that can uh kind of intoxicate the relationship between the leaders and their communities mm-hmm. how do you see the future of the pacific going forward within the context that we are all in uh, at the moment in, in 10 years to come, how do you see the, the Pacific uh, evolving? Well, one, pretty soon the Pacific will be, you know, they will be more developed. 
um, technology, everything. And like in leadership wise, I'm not sure about other countries mostly, um, but for my person, my own country in Papua New Guinea, I'm kind of scared of the future for my country because of the way the leadership is right now. And we have our national general elections next year. Mm. Um, with COVID and with everything that is happening, I have no idea how we're going to carry that out um, with the kind of leaders um, that are going to be you know, running and contesting for these different positions to mm. run the country. Yeah, so like every time there's always some kind of money play. I mean, this happening everywhere. Yeah, but um, to get back to your question, I see the Pacific as it can be a leading, you know, shining light. We have so many intelligent people in this region. And yes, we all need to, I mean, what I'm trying to say is, I, I really see our country as, I mean, our country and the Pacific region as a beacon of light. Like we can, we can do so many big things. But mm. when a thing that happens is like our leaders, we need to have better leaders. And it's not just the people holding those big positions. It's individuals. Yeah. yeah. So I, I still hear hope in, in your message. You yeah. said we can become this uh, beacon of light. So yeah. What what gives you hope and how and and you remember the program we talked about hope as well. So how do you yourself ignite hope in the people uh, around you with the with your community? How as a leader do you work with hope to help people getting better? I guess um, for me personally, I live what I preach, mm. and um, also because we. We're like religious. I mean, not religious, but our faith in God. Um, we can pray. We pray for people, pray for the country. Uh, that's one thing that I do. And there's always hope there. Mm. Um, also, it just for myself as a leader to, for the next generation coming up, you know, this is what I want to see happen in the world. This is what I see happen in my region. Why don't I make an impact? And mm. especially for the younger generation coming up, make the change there. I think that's the best way forward. Like if we can change our generation coming up behind us, then they come out and make a big impact in the world in the next 10 years. They are the future leaders anyway. So yeah. yeah. Start small but plant the seed. Um yeah. and, and and so this uh this next generation uh and, and all the people who are listening to this episode right now, if you wanted to share something with them, something that is very, very important uh to you. Uh, about the Pacific, about your journey as a leader, what would you like to tell them? Um, Pacific Island people are the most amazing people in the world. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm so proud to be a Pacific Islander. And um, we have so many untouched, you know, natural environments where we are. Like every island you go to is different. Um, the culture, people still hold on to their culture. And so like my message to everyone is just watch the Pacific. We are going to, I mean, we are rising up and it is one of the most beautiful places to visit in the world. Yeah. And um, for the next generation, I mean, my challenge is to everyone who's my age now and 
you know, older, we have to train our younger generation. We have to look at them and start creating programs, doing things that can push them up so that um, when we're not there anymore, they are the ones who can confidently take lead and not be looking for us. You know, they can just do it. And I believe the Pacific Islands, um, I think a lot of them are already achieving this goal. Many young leaders are rising up. Many young people are taking ownership of through environment, politics, you know, women leadership. There's so many things happening. Yep. So I really believe in the island nations and um, they can have a great impact and contribution to the world. Yeah. Mm, nice. And we'll definitely count on you to show the way and pass the torch uh, when the time is right. Uh, Lilian, thank you very much uh, for your insights and for uh, your perspective on the on the region and on leadership. And uh, good luck in your new job, and good luck thank for you. whatever comes to you uh, in your life in the future. Thank you, Philip. Thank you for this conversation. Pacific Leaders Today is the podcast produced by the East-West Centre, a non-profit organization that promotes better relations and understanding among the people and nations of the United States, Asia and the Pacific through cooperative study, research and dialogue. For more information on the Centre and its leadership programs, go visit eastwestcenter.org. Mahalo and I'll see you soon for another episode.